So John Henry went to the went to the Chelsea game because well, he was in London. He would, yeah, yeah. He would never go to Liverpool, and right. that was it was like a big deal because like he he never goes to games. Yeah, what a turd. That guy sucks. He sucks so bad. He's ruined. He's ruined the Red Sox. No, absolutely. They're running them terribly. So bad. Yeah. It's awful. We should do the podcast. <laughs> it's already eight thirty. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Let's uh, let's get into it. Maybe I'll cut the, all this stuff about how John Henry sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Or not not cut it. Maybe that'll be the beginning. Uh, he might hunt us down. Oh man, the, the globe will never cover <laughs> we don't us live again. Too far away. We um, won't be invited back on Nessa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, like a good starting point is if I was listening to this episode, if you and if you're like me and you're a listener, which maybe, um, you probably are rushing to the forums to be like, this movie came out in 1962. You shouldn't count it for this yeah. theme yeah. month. The real sticklers, yeah. This is a 1963 release for our purposes, so we can say stuff like 60 years of James Bond. Hell yeah. Um. Anyway, that's uh, kind of hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. Fewer movies than MCU. Oh, yeah. By like three or four now. Well, I didn't even think of that. MCU has over 30. I think uh, No Time to Die was 27, yeah, 28, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, the kind of things you'd expect someone doing a podcast about a James Bond movie to know, but that one's not the one we're talking about. Yeah. So whatever. Anyway, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, as you know. So it'll either be 60 years of James Bond or 61 in the UK or, or I mean, or, you know, 70 something if you're counting the novels, whatever. Shut up, Ian Fleming. You're not even alive. <laughs> Long um, dead. Or something like, welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holt, and this is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a film that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have listened to by now. Listen to? Uh-oh. Really should have seen by now. That's what you do to movies. Well, you should have listened to it by now. Yeah, you should have listened <laughs> to it. You should have scrolled on your phone and just heard it in the background. Um, this week, continuing anniversary month, our third episode... We're doing the 60th anniversary, kind of, of Dr. No, the first James Bond movie. My guest this week is Anthony. Welcome back. Ben, what are you doing here? Looking for shells? <laughs> uh, I forgot what her response is. Just looking. Just looking. Says, no, just oh, looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, just looking. Oh, and you're like, ah, that dog. What a cad. What a guy. <laughs> oh, man. So, this movie... Um, I have a lot of thoughts on it, but before we get there, it is traditional that we talk about anything fun or interesting or good you've seen recently. And uh, you haven't been on since, well, the last time we talked about Sean Connery, last yeah. month. Anything good since then? Uh, yeah, I've been watching this show, uh, Deadlock, on uh, Amazon Prime. Literally never heard of it. It's like Australian, like a, cri okay. a crime uh, police procedural, but uh, a comedy. It's, it's wicked funny. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend. I finished season two of The Bear. I like binge watched it uh, last weekend. Phen phenomenal! I watched five episodes really, in a row. I, lo I, really I love. I want to watch it. It's so good. I just gotta commit. <laughs> it's so chaotic. Uh, one episode, yeah. he just goes back. It's like a flashback of him having a Christmas Eve dinner with his family. Insane! Yeah. It's just an insane whole episode. That that was Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Phenomenal. People um, love that movie. Oh, it's so Our good. Show rather people so really good. love that. Show. Bob Odenkirk is in it. Bob. He plays one of the uncles. Oh, we love Bob. Jamie Lee Curtis is the mother. So it's f phenomenal. That's great cast. That's definitely like successful show in season two stunt casting. Oh, stuff. yeah. <laughs> but a season two, I, I think, is the rare occasion where a season two is better than season one. Nice. And Jamie Lee Curtis should win uh, whatever the TV equivalent of the Academy Awards is yep. for for Emmys this episode. And, yeah. and also, weirdly, Golden Globes has a lot of TV awards. Yeah. She'll, she might be nominated for one, mm -hmm. for sure. Cool. Um, 
in theaters. I've, I've been dying to see Mission Impossible. I just haven't had a chance to see it yet. Jesus, I mean, what a misplay by Paramount. They just totally put that. They only put it out a week, the week before I Barbie and Oppenheimer. I, I feel like they only got a week with IMAX. It was so Crazy. amped up. I'm like, yeah. this. I'm so pumped. And all of a sudden, Barbenheimer comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It completely overshadows Mission Impossible. WB's biggest movie ever is Barbie. Uh, is Barbie? Yeah. Um, so naturally, it's already out on digital release on September 5th. Why keep it in the f- movies? Yeah. It's, 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 they're giving it a six week window. Yeah. It's made more money than the fucking See, Dark Knight. <laughs> they could have learned a lesson from Tom Cruise in uh, Top Gun 2 and just keep it in theaters yes. for eight months. The number one movie on July 4th. Uh, wait, no, the number one movie on, I think, what, did it come out Memorial Day or July 4th? Memorial Day. Number one movie on Memorial Day and on Labor Day last yep. year, which is crazy. Crazy. Uh, but nope, six-week window for Barbie, then it's just on It's on your phone screen. Yeah. Great. I haven't seen either one. All, actually, all three of those. Perfect. But Bobby, Barbie looks uh, pretty good. It's really good. Yeah. Really really good? Really good. Okay. An easy four stars for me. I've, wow. I'm I'm kind of working myself up to four and a half as I think yeah, about yeah, it more. Yeah, yeah. It was really good, and I just love Greta Gerwig and yeah. Noah Baumbach, and it was cool yeah. to see their very fully realized worlds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Oppenheimer... I'd, so my thing I've seen recently is I went to see Oppenheimer again in a uh, 70 millimeter IMAX at Providence Place Mall and uh, still good. Still loved it. Really? So, solidly my second favorite of the year. Uh, and then it's, I keep saying that and hoping someone will go like, what's your first? But in this case, it actually makes sense. My first is Asteroid City, which I think oh, you've, yeah. you've seen since our last recording. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I think that I know it only has a 76 like on Rotten Tomatoes. People are stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's one of his better films. I think so too. It's um, it's it feels like the sort of perfecting's maybe the wrong word or culmination sounds too grand, but it seems like he's gotten fully his sort of nesting doll narrative style yeah. down to a thing. Yeah. How, you know, cuz French Dispatch did a similar thing where it's jumping between temporalities and timelines right. and entire, you know, universes. I, I was trying to think of a different word than universe because that has such a different connotation in movies today. Sure. But I just mean like there's different realities happening. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like he got, it, it's a lot more cogent than this movie. Yeah, right, right, right. When they when um, the alien comes down just to pick up the rock, uh, I'm thinking to myself, what am I watching? Is played yeah. by Jeff Goldblum, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's like a and stop like, motion weirdo. <laughs> this was one of the, that's one of the greatest <laughs> scenes I've ever seen in my life. It's a real what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that but that's a fictional. That movie is a fictional play, right? That even in the world of the movie, never it didn't have actually exist. <laughs> it uh, it's it's meta in a in meta meta upon meta. Yes. Um. Suppose I think the Brian Cranston thing is the only thing that actually happened. Right. But who cares? There's some scenes in that movie that are just blew me away. Yes. It's just, uh, I think through and through, it's just a really great yeah. film. Speaking uh, of Barbie, the, the Margot Robbie scene, uh, she's on, you know, oh, her uh, name's on the poster, but she's yeah. in literally one scene. Yeah. And uh, it might be the best scene of the year. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, she gives a little flooring. like flooring. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely floors. Uh, is that a soliloquy? No. What's that called? Monologue? Monologue. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Not a When she's doing the dialogue back and forth. Right. And, and I mean, Schwartzman is awesome. Yeah, He's excellent. He's so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> um, similar similar to the meta piece on yeah. that, uh, another great show on Hulu is uh, Only Murders in the Building. Uh, and I, Steve I, Martin and Martin Short are coming to the yes. P-Pack. Yeah, I saw that. I got to get tickets. But uh, <laughs> similar to the way you described 
Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. My favorite piece of writing in any TV show of all time. Oliver Putnam in uh, is Martin Short in Only Murders. He's like this failed playwright because he writes all these wacky plays. Yeah. And there's this giant poster that's a recurring theme in all three seasons behind him. It's a play called Newark, Newark. <laughs> Instead of like New York, New York. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, I, I laugh every time. Really Whoever funny. wrote that is a genius. Clever. You know what I mean? Super funny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why it's just so funny to me. That's another one that's like, well, people really like it. I should watch it. Then it's like, maybe I'll watch New Girl again. Yeah, and, no, and no. play FIFA. <laughs> I, I play FIFA, yeah, but New Girl's a great show, but you gotta you gotta up your game to only murders. Yeah, that the bear. The bear. I just like anytime I open Apple TV, because I forget that I can't rent things from the Apple TV on on there and I have to go to iTunes. Yeah. Um, and I'll be like, they put out another show with a bunch of A-list actors that I've never heard a person yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah. I really want to watch Silo because I love Rebecca Ferguson yep. and Common and but I think David Oyelowo is in that too. Yep. And I turned it on today looking, because again, I always forget that you can't rent stuff from the desktop version of Apple TV. Um, and uh, there's a show called Foundation. I no. want to say Foundation. Never heard of it. And it's got Lee Pace it, on the poster. Oh, wow. It's like a fucking lovely Pace. Yeah, I'll yeah. watch that. In Hijacked. Yeah. With uh, Idris Elba. I don't even know about this. That was that must have been the next tab over. They, I, it they, looks really good. It's an Apple TV show. I'm like, like I don't have Apple TV. Yeah. They must be spending so much money yeah. on these like really high class shows. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, maybe Ted Lasso makes up for it. They probably have so many subscribers right, that right, they're right. just like, I mean, we got money. We'll keep making these shows. Yeah. Um, Huge, but classy seeming shows to to tie it all together. Idris Elba next James Bond. I don't. I think he. I think they waited too long. I think I, he's too old. I think it's Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson is the odds on favorite. Oh really? But then I th- that was true for a while. But then there was some guy that I hadn't heard of that I believe is now the guy. Yeah. Um. Again, the kind of thing you'd expect someone doing a podcast about James Bond yeah. to have looked up. Perhaps I'll hey, Google. Um, the end, have you ever listened to Smart List the podcast? No. Uh, it's Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will yeah. Arnett. They so they had Idris Elba on maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah. And they brought this up and he basically said that he would love to do it. It's a real honor. But then, you know, all the racism and stuff uh, basically turned him off to it and then that was it. That's Which you. is like obviously incredibly stupid. Yeah. That was just like a thing that got floated by people online and, right. and he got backlash for a thing that wasn't even happening. Right. So he didn't get like any of the good part right. of being rumored right. to be chased. No, right, right. So it, it probably turned him off pretty and it, He's he's like a a legendary actor, you know what I mean? Um yeah. Luther's a phenomenal show. The guy would have made a phenomenal James Bond. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think he just I think he just waited too long. Yeah. They want someone younger so they don't have to do yeah. like old James Bond stuff. Yeah, yeah. I agree so with I, that. I feel he's like a little old, yeah. Especially the way that Daniel Craig's run ended. Right. Um that made it sound like it's something out of the movie. I mean, literally the way No Time to Die ends. Yeah. I think they want to have like a full reset to this isn't a guy nearing retirement. This right, is a guy right, in right. his like you know thirties. Yep, um, I know, understandable. We'll see, but they, I mean, I don't know. I think Daniel Craig's younger than Tom Cruise, and well, <laughs> right, that's Tom true. Cruise is still jumping off of mountains. Yeah, um, I love Dead Reckoning. It was so good. Yeah, just, just to circle back because I, I got peppered I, that I, in. I gotta see that. But no, no time left to die. That's the worst. That's uh, to me. That's the worst Bond movie I've ever seen. Quantum of Solace is worse. That's pretty bad too. Yeah, you're right. Of the Craig ones, I think the Craig ones are all a step above a lot of other James yeah, Bond sure, movies. Yeah, sure, sure. But James Bond doesn't to kill him is the that was the dumbest thing I've ever. Oh, that was spoiler so, alert. 
so lazy. If you don't know that about No Time to Die, then you clearly didn't yeah. care. I it's think li- it's literally in the movie. I title. think it's so. I'm just a context and like, what does this mean? Bigger yeah. stuff. And I, I think it's like uh, an acknowledgement of how much Daniel Craig owned that role. That it was probably like he he probably wanted to die. Yeah, because he seems like the kind of actor that's L- always like, I want to die. Yeah, right. <laughs> like Harrison Ford always wants his characters to be killed off. Besides yeah. Indiana Jones, right? Because that's the only character he likes. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to die and he yeah he just wants to die all the time yeah he finally got his wish in force awakens with yeah. han solo right they made him come back for uh as a ghost in that third one the ninth movie but, yeah right 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 right. and he clearly like was like i'm not shaving my beard yeah i'm not cutting like, I'm my tired. fucking hair i'm tired of this crap yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like i mean it's weird that your ghost looks like a different person yeah, from right. when you died it's like fuck you no, you grow hair in the afterlife I just want to smoke weed and crash airplanes. <laughs> uh, Dial of Destiny was fine. <laughs> it was fine. The new Indiana Jones. I, I heard it wasn't good. Yeah, it was, well, I, it was I, fine. I think we brought this up on a it's previous a, podcast. It has um, an ending twist. So I keep going back to the well. Yeah. Only because it keeps being relevant. Of did oh, you guys? The know twist that? is Bugs Bunny dies and then comes back. <laughs> oh no no no! That's Space Jam so too. I, yeah. I keep doing that because it's really funny to me, and I imagine like nails on a chalkboard for anyone who listens to this. And I apologize. <laughs> the Indiana Jones movie towards the end goes to a similar place. Yeah yeah yeah. Not of near death for the main character, but of a of a fully reality breaking kind of thing. Yeah. And you might be thinking, yeah, but in Kingdom of Crystal Skull, there's interdimensional beings yeah, that an, fly an off alien. in a UFO yeah. into a wormhole. Right. But the- And you're like, uh, sorry, it's, it's just so George Lucas doesn't attack us. They're not aliens. They're interdimensional beings. Right. They live in the space between dimensions. Right. As that one guy who's been muttering the whole movie says right at the end. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's more wild what happens in this one. Really? And, you know, and the, and the villains, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. No, the great so you get that, Yeah, you know, it's just like, there's a lot of repeating stuff. Yep. The middle section of the movie is like a really long car chase, but it, it's in like, there's a really long car chase. And then they're like, let's go to a different place that looks almost exactly like that place. And then there's another really long car chase. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's a brief sequence where Antonio Banderas is there and you're like, he's in this movie. And then he, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> they just disappears. Pretty much. He's too busy looking for uh, <laughs> Tony Montoya. All right. Uh, let's talk about Dr. No. Dr. No time to die. I don't know. <laughs> not, not for this guy. Like every Bond villain, he does not make it. Nope. But uh, well, that's starting at the end. Let's start at the beginning. You go first. Have you seen this movie before? I, I've seen uh, every James Bond film. So I've seen this movie. Uh, and this movie's on TV a lot, I felt. Uh, especially growing up. Mm-hmm. So I have seen it. I just haven't seen it in a very long time. Uh, which leaves me, I had not seen this movie before. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any Sean Connery Bonds fully. I've really? seen, like you said, they're on TV a lot. I've yeah. seen a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but this is the first one I've like sat down and just like, you know, rented and watched yeah. in a sitting. Um and obviously, the only ones I've seen in theaters started with Pierce Brosnan. Right, right. I think I've sure. seen every one yep. in theaters yep. um, since whichever one I was taking to first. Probably not GoldenEye, because I was single digits years old. Yeah, that was 95. 
The one with Madonna in it, I remember seeing in theaters. Oh, that's Die Another Day, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that one I remember the theme seeing theme song theaters. for that one, yeah. A lot of his movies had very similar titles, so it's hard to... Yeah, uh, Pierce Brosnan's Goldeneye, Die Another Day, World Is Not Enough. Tomorrow? Tomorrow Never Dies. Never Dies, yeah. Uh, that was it. Oh, yeah. He yeah. did four, right? Yeah. Yeah. F- no, five. There's one more. I think he did four. Craig did five. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. And then, and then seven for more, seven for Connery. Yeah. I think that's counting his the weird, after his run when he came back. He came back for that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's May 7 or maybe that's 8 and we don't yeah. count it. I don't know. Um, but that's just what so that that is a thing I did look up and I saw a chart and I'm going to buy that chart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, two for Dalton, one for Lazenby, yeah. one for David Niven, technically. Timothy Dalton, underrated. Love Dalton. Um, he's great. He's, he's great in Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah. 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 I forgot about that. Yeah. Living Daylights is an underrated Bond film. It's, it's really pretty good. That. Yeah. Uh, you might be picking up on a theme of I haven't seen that. Yeah. <laughs> pre pre, I, I pre bu- sorry, pre Brosnan, I've seen very few. Yeah. I've seen some of the Roger Moore ones because yep. those are obviously a big ish deal. Not, yeah. not like Connery, I guess. Um, I take that back. No time left to die is not Such the worst. Disrespect. One. No time to die, please. No time to die <laughs> is not the worst one. Live live and let die. That's a pretty bad That one's bad. One. I think a lot of the Brosnan ones are pretty yeah. bad. And if you, I guess it depends on your tolerance for like kind of silliness for Roger Moore. Yeah. Especially towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Once very, he's they're old, very campy. It's old as fuck. Yeah. Really old. <laughs> we should get into a one minute plot summary. Did you write one? I did. Oh, go for it. Okay. Uh, Colonel Abutnot, I mean, James Bond, gets set to the still British colony of Jamaica to investigate the death of Station Chief John, John Strangways, which I always thought was Strangeways. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I started thinking about the Smiths. <laughs> By the henchmen of Doctor Who, the three blind mice. Uh, while on Jamaica doing James Bond things and trying to uh, not become a clay pigeon, Bond teams up with Felix Leiter and Quarrel to discover that Doctor Noah is using Crab Island and a nuclear reactor to launch a radio beam to disrupt a U.S. space launch at Cape Canaveral. In an homage to Austin Powers, Bond foils Doctor Noah's plans and destroys his base, saving the world and getting the girl. So I should say I'm not completely unfamiliar with the aesthetic via Austin Powers. I, um, I, I was like, this is, I know why I remember this film now. Yeah. yeah. It's the whole f- first film of Austin Powers. Yeah, pretty much. Laser beams. Yeah. Right, um, right. Exactly. <laughs> even, even like the one million dollars. Cause Dr. Yes, no he says, says yeah. one million dollars. <laughs> that was, that got a pop out of me. I yeah. was like, oh, fuck, that's where that's from. Cause that's not one of the lines this that Dr. gets pulled Eden. out of this yeah. movie. Super famous has several very famous sequences. Yeah. Going in, hadn't watched this before beginning to end. Obviously, I'm aware of, you know, Ursula Andress coming out of the ocean. Right. Singing her shells song. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not, the, the, the most famous bikini in film history. Yeah, probably. But not really singing. No. Right. <laughs> doesn't quite match. Yeah. Um, but that obviously Bond, James Bond is in this movie. Right. Um, uh, in response to, I forget her first name, Miss Trench. Oh, not, yes. not a great Sylvia name. Trench. Sylvia yeah. Trench, an invention for this movie, not in the book. Um, right. And yeah, just. Uh, that, but but that most of those great. first, in every Bond movie, there's always like a first Bond girl that usually yeah. dies or something happens to them. She just hangs, she just doesn't leave London. Right. <laughs> and they, I don't think they're, they're typically not in the book because I did re- read Casino Royale and um, mm-hmm. some of them are not in it. Yeah. They're just added for the, for the movies. 
So we should say this is Dr. No's the sixth Ian Fleming novel of Bond. Casino Royale is the first one. But this is um, establishing a lot of things. Some yeah. of which are from the book. Some, some are inventions for the movies. And yeah, you're going through a lot of stuff and you're meeting Bond who when he's already, he's young, but he's mid, mid-career. Yeah. Maybe not middle, but he's not a rookie. Yep. He's a, has had some success. He's trusted. Uh, MI6 is like very shabby yeah. in this movie. Yeah. It's it, just like an office. Yeah. You put your hat on the right. hat stand. <laughs> There's a desk, whatever. Yep. M is in his office, yep. but it's not like secure. Right. You just walk right in. <laughs> it's uh, whatever exports or whatever is the is the cover uh, of the front. C- commercial right? exports? Commercial exports, yeah. yeah. I mean, that just sounds like a spy agency. Right, right. Um, but anyway, we should start at the start because this movie begins with him walking into the the circle. It's supposed to be what, like a like a gun site, I yep. think. And the uh, first use of that and shooting it, it goes all wavy and the blood comes down. Right, right, right. Holy shit! The theme is so good, so and good. It's there's such restraint that they only use it once every few minutes in the movie. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's because that movie is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, music yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I meant to say the theme is so strong, and it, like we said, it's been sixty years. I still love that music; it's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, you can't take that away. Some, if you whether you like or hate James Bond films, you can't take the theme song away. Yes. Yeah. So, so while this doesn't have the later established formula of opening scene going into some intro credits song with special graphics happening, it does still have the theme playing over. I, I loved the graphics, the Dr. No logo, like logo. Yeah, I guess logo. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's the, like it's the, the, uh, two, the four letters, I guess are switching around and yeah, stuff. Right, and, right, right. Yep. And all the dots moving around yep. while the, the bond theme plays. Now I didn't like so much the rest of it, but it was no, fine. right, right, right. It's the highly stylized intro. Yeah. Yes. But the highly stylized intro, they, they have that from the beginning. Right. They, they've got the, the gunshot and yep. the stylized intro from the beginning. And yep. it looks fucking great. It looks awesome. Yeah. Really. Uh, yeah. Sets so, the tone for all the Bond movies future. Speaking of setting the tone, obviously there's there's some issues. Whatever, I think this isn't Shrek work, right? We can the 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 strikes are happening, but this movie came out sixty one ish years ago, right? So it's, we're not promoming it, right? This is criticism. So yeah, I have exactly. some issues. Yeah, yeah, right. That being said, um, I loved this movie. Oh, it's, it's the best it's Bond movie. Substantially better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because uh, I thought it was going to be kind of cheesy. Yeah. Um. Having seen more, honestly, having seen more of Roger Moore than right. Connery, knowing that Moore is like silly or whatever, I thought it would look cheap. I know that this was pretty low budget. It's it um, was made for one million U.S. dollars or three hundred ninety-two thousand British pounds. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, one million dollars, Mister yeah, Bob. Right, yeah, yeah. I know. I know you were wondering. I was like, yeah, I was wondering. That's got artificial light down here. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's like, it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't cost that much today. Anyway. Um, just, that was a good one. I just put that together. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, I thought it wasn't going, I thought it was going to look kind of cheesy. Yeah. Whether, and I thought it'd be like Connery's good, but everything else is kind of, you know, right, right, right. dingy almost, or it feels stale. I think it was going to feel stale to me. Yeah. Movies you see from around now, obviously there's wonderful, awesome movies that come out in the sixties and before we've covered a lot of them now. Um, but I just assumed this was like kind of, you know, whatever. They don't really, there's not really action movies yet. There's not really spy movies. This is kicking off a lot of that, especially the spy movies in the 60s and 70s. Um, so you're expecting it to be like a really 
sort of basic and nascent version of that. It is, yeah, but it also looks so good. I, I was that's what I was most surprised by is how good it looked. Like, yeah, the colors it's very clean. Yeah, are awesome. the The whole sort of art direction, especially once they get into the lair, that's where basically all the Doctor Evils yeah. <laughs> sort of uh, production design comes from. Right, is inside his lair, it's, it's, uh, like a mirror image. Yes. Yeah. Um, even even when the guys are bouncing awesome. around with the stupid. Yeah. Plastic helmets, yeah, like yeah. these guys are wearing the hazmat suits. I'm like, oh my god! Yes, it's so funny. I'm just laughing the whole time. I was expecting there to be fembots in one, yeah, of, the, yeah, in one yeah. of the rooms he was checking. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it just looks awesome. I love how the the I use vibe a lot because I'm not like a real serious critic, and that's not a real word, right? But the the tone of the movie and the pace of it, I was really surprised by. Again, like yeah. action movies aren't a thing yet, right? Right. So it's not that's shocking. I expected this to be slower than, you know, mission impossible. Yeah. Um, but I liked how n- not rushed it felt. It right, felt like, yeah, yeah, right. Even though bond kind of didn't really, he kind of clocked immediately what was happening, but also didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And sort of was just going with stuff. Um, I really liked that tone of just like, there's not a lot of score. I know I made the joke that like the, the themes played every three minutes, but right. When it's not played, there's only a couple other pieces of music that happen. Right, right, right. There's a lot of just like... And they all sound like the James Bond theme, the yeah. other pieces of music. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a lot of just like natural sound happening. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really interesting. It's it's a lot better than I thought it'd be. Yeah. But he's also like very... Um, I like how he's very cool and smooth. It's very established right away. He's always figuring out, oh, you know... Um, the receptionist, she's obviously listening behind the door. He sets all the traps for the people in his apartment, right? So, like, that was very cool right. to watch, yeah. Uh, I think you know would know better than me, but I just watched, like, a quick, okay, what's the difference? Because I was curious, you know, adapting the sixth book to be the first movie, there's yeah. going to be a lot of differences. Um, in this movie, sorry, the this book takes place after an episode in which Bond almost dies yep. and you're left at the end of that book thinking, well, I think it's from Russia with love, um, that he might be dead. And yeah. so the opening of the book is a doctor being like, Oh no, you know, he, he probably should be dead, but yeah. he's not. And the rest of the book is about Bond sort of dealing with the uncertainty of having almost gotten himself killed and yep. like not really being confident and, you don't get that from Connery. Nope. That is not yeah. that is not the Bond Connery's no, playing. Nor <laughs> nor can Sean Connery play that kind of Bond. No. The guy's a legend. Yeah. No, he is high status. Yeah. Exclusively. Even, even in sixty two, he's high status. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's just like so smooth. And I mean the Connery Bond, especially, but really all the bonds sort of get tagged with the sexism label, the chauvinism yeah. stuff. And yeah, that's in this. Yeah. <laughs> that's here. That's present. I feel like it wasn't as bad as it could have been for that time frame. It's tough that he has sex with that lady twice, even though he knows that she tried to kill him and he always already put stuff in motion to like get her captured. Oh yeah. Um I forgot her the character's name. They don't make it important. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. That, so that bit's I, tough. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but that's a good point. Um, yeah. The who I don't I don't know if that actress is actually Chinese, but they. I mean, her house is like has bamboo yeah, walls yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I think they're laying it on pretty thick. Um, well, the, the but anyway, f- even though the film's set in Jamaica, it has a like a Polynesian type of right vibe to it. It doesn't feel that much like Jamaica. Yeah. I wonder where they filmed. Um, this was probably kept checkable, <laughs> but yeah. anyway. It might be it might be Jamaica, but you're right. It feels a lot more Asian. Yeah, 
um, for whatever reason. I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't. I couldn't it's, figure that out. Whereas it, in the in the later film in Live and Let Die with with Roger Moore, it, there's like a you know, a, it takes place uh, in like the Bronx or I think or Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, it's like a heavy voodoo aspect to it. It's <laughs> a, it's, a, it's probably like. I don't think obviously definitely could not make that film today. Yeah. Um they they go overboard on it. Yes. But uh, yeah, let's get into the plot a little bit. He's, yeah, yeah. Well, uh back to to one more point on that. One one of my favorite shows is Mad Men. Mm. But watching this this takes place in obviously this it's filmed in the 60s and I, you just see if I was a set designer on Mad Men, I'm looking at Dr. No and being like, we're, cop- this is, we're copying this outfit, we're copying this set yes. design, right? It's, it's Yeah, you get a lot of like Yeah. The uh, suit fits exactly word right pretty much you know yeah. I'm sure just ported directly over. Yeah. Um, and this film did set it sort of like broke all kinds of records. It set the fashion trends for not only women but men. Uh, well, just like bikini sales went like through the roof. It like invented the two piece bikini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's just must have been like mind blowingly cool. Yeah, in 1960. Three. Three, yeah, in, in the States. <laughs> in the States in 1968, but for the UK in 1962, I'm sure this is this is everything that Austin Powers is riffing on. Yeah. Aside from the specific look in glasses, which is Michael Caine's spy movie where he's Harry Palmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is why Michael Caine's in the third Austin right. Powers movie. Anyway, um, but yeah, the coolness, it's yeah. just, yeah, it, well, it looks awesome. <laughs> even on Austin Powers when... um. Uh, Scotty's like, why? What do you mean you're gonna put him in the cell? He's just gonna get out. Why don't you just kill him now? And that literally happens. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Nope puts him in the cell, and he literally just kicks the vent down. Yeah, and, and climbs out. through it. There's one it's like a weird fake vent. explosion. There's the electricity. Sometimes it's hot. Sometimes yeah. it's well, water, it's but not that much from the nuclear reactor. So, in the book, yeah. I saw this too, which I thought was funny. Is it's like Doctor knows all about how much pain can a person take? Yeah. And so he puts James Bond through a like torture obstacle course. Yeah. And so there's parts where there's like an electric fence and parts oh, where gotcha. like he has to crawl through something that's burning. Yeah. Or he has to like hold his breath underwater. Um and one and so that's it's sort of all that, but then he kind of just pops out of the wall and you're like, oh, I guess that was just a weird HVAC fence. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, where was that water going if James yeah. if Bond just crawls out of oh, a that's wall? True. Yeah. A wall vent. Um, but yeah. However, it's like a, specifically an obstacle course in the book, and yeah. there's like a bunch of spiders in one part of it, and then the the final bit of it is he has to fight a giant squid, which that should have been in the movie. Oh, that should have been in the movie. The tone is way different think, if that's yeah, in the movie. Yeah. Maybe that's too goofy to put in. A movie. It's it's pretty goofy. That's a Roger Moore thing. Uh, it's what Yafit Kofa, uh, Yafit Kota, it's the, the guy from Alien, who's a villain in a Roger Moore movie that gets like blown up by air, and he like balloons to the ceiling and then explodes. Yeah, uh, Yafit Kota, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I forgot what film that is. I know it's more though. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that wouldn't fit in this, but no. a, a giant squid would fit in that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um. He's playing, it's going to butcher the pronunciation. Yeah, Bacharach. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, or Bacharach, whatever it's called. He's having. That, that's his, that's the main game that James Bond plays in all the books. Bacharach? Yeah. He only plays, um, poker one time in Casino Royale. And it's not Texas Hold'em. And he's bad at it. In the book. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, he, he and in the movie, I haven't read the, the book, yeah. but, right. Yeah. yeah. Once he gets back in it. Yeah. Some help from his 
from Felix, who he yeah. meets in that movie. Right. He meets Connery Bond meets him in this movie. Yeah. He's always the sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think this is the only movie that that Felix is in. And I think this is the only one that, that this M is in. Um, I guess I haven't seen that. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Felix Leiter in this film is, um, or maybe it's the, this is the only movie that this Q is in. Cause they don't even make a big deal about him being Q. He just shows up and gives him a gun. So, yeah, well, they, they had no budget for the uh, expensive gadgets. Uh, trick gadgets. Yeah, so he's just like, here's just a different like, gun. Here's a different gun, and here's this kind of crappy a, car. A, a yeah. Volter PPK. And yeah, the kind of crappy car. It's Jack Lord who plays Felix Leiter, who is um, uh, Steve uh, McDermott in uh, Hawaii Five O. Oh, right, right, yeah. It seems like it would fit him. Yeah. He's got, he's got those cat eye sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm skipping around because uh, I don't know why. I did I have sugar today? Probably. So they're playing the game. He's he's flirting. He says Bond, James Bond. Yep. He goes to work at three a.m. Yep. He's like, "Good evening," <laughs> and M's like, "It's it's three a.m. Yeah, Bond, you're going to Jamaica in three hours." Yep. And so he goes to get his things. That lady broke into his house. He's cool with that, I guess. And yeah, yeah. It's like he sets all the traps, but yeah, he and he sees the traps are. You know, somebody was fumbling through his stuff. Yeah. And he just goes to sleep. He's like, I'll have this glass of vodka and uh, take a nap. <laughs> yep. uh, and I like the, I mean, I guess in his defense, he has, he's told he has like four hours until his flight. Yeah. You don't need to get to the airport that early in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Security is nothing like it was to, like it is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's probably less, there's tons less people flying, yeah. fewer people. Oh, I, I realized it was, I went too far ahead. Different hotel room. Different hotel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Sorry. But anyway, yeah. It's nothing. It, oh, he yeah. just he just has sex with whatever trench. S- yeah, <laughs> Sylvia, Sylvia trench. trench. Yeah, I think this this film does like, a good yeah, job. I got a little bit time. <laughs> yeah, it sets up it sets up the ridiculous female names for the later movies. Yes, it does, and the fact that every woman just like wants to fuck this guy. Yeah, so yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. It's all he's they a, he's a sex about. machine. Yeah, is they're they're consumed with desire for him wherever he goes, whatever he's doing. So. He goes to Jamaica. It's I love that they don't make it like overly exotic or anything. It's yeah. a lot of the movies just very matter of fact. Yeah. And I guess that makes it like feel really special once they get to Crab Island and yeah. then go and like into the lair where right. it's all like the 60s design stuff. Right. On. It looks awesome. But um, for now, he's just it's just an airport. You see, you don't know who Felix is yet, but you see that this guy clocks him. You see yeah. literally everyone is clocking. Right. That James Bond is here. Yep. He immediately figures out that this driver is not officially a driver. Right. I like this bit where they're on the road. Cool car chase. Good car chase. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Yeah. I, I do feel like it is very early action movie where right, they, they right, drive right. in a straight line yeah. and then he takes one turn and he loses him. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good. The guy, uh, I like that it sets up this early that, Whoever this guy works for, it's worth like taking cyanide to not talk about. Yeah, exactly. In, this, in a cigarette. Yeah, I love all the smoking in this film too. I yes. love. I love that. We got to do more well, of that in movies. It's Mad Men thing yeah, too, right? Right. Or yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. It does look cool when John Hamm smokes. But I also like the driver. He's like, get out of the car, and then tries to take the gun out and just wax him. And they do that like very sixty. He's like, oh my arm. Yeah. Ah. Then he tries to kick him. He's like, ugh. They do this weird flip thing and yeah. the over-exaggerated like arm twist yeah. and the guy rolls over. 
One thing I thought was notable is uh, he actually has like blood on his knuckles after he punches yeah. him, and like yeah. Bond is sort of like rubbing it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, well they're actually showing that there's some effect for him fighting. Yeah. One punch. <laughs> on punch. That's all it takes sometimes. Yep. He gets a martini mixed, not stirred. Yeah. Later on, I think Doctor No says shaken, not stirred, but Bond never says shaken. He not never stirred says it. Yeah. In this movie. Anyway. But the 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 bartender. Well, the first bartender, he does, that's, he does specifically say, just as you like it, um, yeah. shaken, not stirred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a doctor, like a guy, a research scientist. Um, Dent. Who, Dent, yeah. who I believe is not in the book, but is in this movie as kind of a sort of unwilling henchman of Dr. No. Yeah. A guy who seemingly was friends with Strangways, but obviously not really. Uh, had something to do with the fact that that guy's dead now. Yeah. Uh, so he's around. He's He right. gets called into a room, a very large room, um, where someone on an intercom yells at him, and then he takes a tarantula and tries yeah. to sneak it onto James Bond. Yeah. Well, well. Um, to back up just a little bit, though. I know, I skipped forward a lot. I know. When uh, Strangways... In the beginning, when it shows him playing at the the British, you know, very secret club there oh, that yeah. anybody can just sort of walk into, sure, I guess. Yeah. That that's very similar to like Casino Royale, the beginning of that when um yes. the two bad guys are playing um uh, cards, right? And then it's a very tropical setting. This is sort of like the same thing, light colored suits, the guy gets killed. You know what I mean? I thought that was very like uh, a cool thing to see. For sure. On. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were there were a lot of things that popped up that yeah. were like not full scenes or sequences, but right. just like flavors yep. that recur throughout the series yeah. that I didn't necessarily have the knowledge of the bedrock for before. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Um, the spider is so goofy. Yep. Just it looks like it's either fake or it's some kind of composite imaging because you can yeah. see it's not actually on Connor. I was going to say, like, there's no way that he let a tarantula crawl up his arm. No, nah, it looks in shots where you can actually see Connery's face, you can tell that it's just like, a shadow projected on right, it, basically. Right, 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 right. Um, that kind of thing. But it is crawling on somebody. It's crawling on somebody. It's not Sean Connery. Yeah, most tarantulas aren't going to... They might be defanged, but for the most part... And I think most spiders, they don't want... They're not actually trying to eat humans. Yeah, right, 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 they right. They just kind of right. want to stay the fuck away from you. Yeah. So but I, I like how he's looking at it, and then it just crawls off his arm on the pillow, and then he like throws out the bed, and then the, he takes the shoe... And every time he whacks the shoe, it's like the the music yeah. stings when he hits yeah. it with his shoe. That's great. That was yeah, I love that. I had a laugh at that. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, wasn't expecting that, especially because there's not a lot of score for most of the movie. No, but right. That was yeah. like a kind of tense actiony scene. Yep. Um, what I was thinking at this point is, you know, approaching not quite halfway through the movie is that a lot of this and a lot of what Bond is doing. Not well. It's not. It's not like you know mining and you know lunch pail johnny stuff but it feels a lot more blue collar than like the current image yeah, right. of bond he's not he's not really moving through high class circles he's working with whoever's around and, right you know i guess he's, he's working like out of government offices not yeah. not like penthouse suites yeah well when he when he lands in jamaica the driver's like where do you want to go he's like oh the government building yeah yeah right yeah which one yeah <laughs> oh that one yeah so it's not, it, it just isn't as high class. Like I'm thinking of the the Sam Mendes Skyfall. Did he do Spectre also? I was going to say the Sam Mendes Bonds, but then I kind of remember if he only did Skyfall. Yeah. Um, but that's like, you know, exclusively in the most high class environments. You're right, right, right. 
or the most, you know, yeah. top secret boardrooms and whatever special. It building. gets, uh, I think it gets like two sort of like, um, tech techie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. This is a good, uh, throwback to original, like it's sort of like classic spy work, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta yeah. Get it's, it's, a, it's a government job. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is I what guess it that's is. what I was thinking is it's a lot more like a government job than, which is what it is. Than like super special. I, obviously it still seems cool, but it's yeah. not like he's not given like the coolest car and he right. doesn't have really have gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, it's, he's basically a cop, which is what, Dr. Dr. No, derogatorily says, says later. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I guess, you know, it's not exactly wrong. Yeah. He's like particularly skilled at a lot of things. Yeah. But he's not, it's not, he's not like Batman. Right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, the whole sequence with uh, the receptionist who I forget who has the bamboo house. Yeah. Um, that sequence goes on a bit. Yeah. And it's well, it so strange. And, yeah. Very weird. It's just, yeah, it's really strange. It's not like bad, but you kind of just be like, this is weird. <laughs> he's asking, um, uh, whatever the, the head of, uh, the Jamaica branches over there. Oh, give me the files on everything you have on Dr. No, which is also a bizarre thing to ask for. Cause here you are in Jamaica, you know, there's an evil genius on crab Island right, and the yeah. guy's just sitting there playing cards, smoking his pipe. Yeah. You didn't think to investigate it? No, that's not what he does. I yeah. guess that's he just not sits his there. job. And you don't you don't know your own receptionist is a spy for Doctor No, as is pretty much everyone on the island besides <laughs> Quarrel, right? And I guess Felix, yeah. And he's, the, like, and he's the not a permanent at resident the, at the Tiki Bar, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that guy's cool. Yeah. That's it. Um, oh, Puss Fellow, yeah, Puss Fellow. That's his name, right? Oh yeah, I yeah. think they said that. Yeah, because um, he's yelling at one point. Hey, Puss Fellow. <laughs> I didn't write down when this happens, but the sequence at night at the bar where it's the woman who's taking photos comes yeah. back around again. I thought she was going to come back later in yeah, the no, movie. Uh, like I just, just let her go and she's just like, well, I'll go buy a new film. Yeah. Try again tomorrow. And she was, she said something like, you're going to pay for this. Or are you going to be sorry for this? Yeah. 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 You'll yeah. be sorry. Clearly. You'll all pay. Pay for my camera. No, I didn't bring the camera. I just took the film. Yeah, that's right. Um, but then that's, we're basically in the end game now after his time with the, the lady at the house in the mountains, he is late to meet up with Felix and quarrel to, to take the boat over to yeah. Crab Island. There's a lot of, but he sets up a perfect trap for Dr. Ben. Oh yeah. Uh, Dr. Oh, right. Dent, Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dent. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. totally right. That happens first. He yeah. kills, he kills Dr. Dent. Yeah. <laughs> he does the thing that speaking of sixties spy themed stuff, um, Archer has a recurring joke about how Archer, the main character, is the only one counting rounds. Oh, and so yeah, he knows yeah, he knows yeah, when yeah, yeah. he knows when the bad guy's guns yeah. are out of bullets. He goes, uh he says like this is uh you're this is Smith and Wesson. And and yeah, and you've you, already had your six. You've already had your six and then yeah. he just shoots him dead. And then shoots him again, one for good luck. Yeah, he's like, oh so that was a defenseless guy <laughs> that you just executed. Who was also like not as not involved in espionage. Yeah. He was just a doctor. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. Can't tell that's a fake body under those blankets. Yeah, not a very good doctor. Yeah. He was a rocks doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, so there's a lot. I think I'm no I'm no filmmaking genius. But to me, I think the reason that a lot of these night scenes look so tri- trippy is because they were filmed at day. Oh, definitely. And then they yeah. just sort of darkened it. Right. That's why there's so many shadows, even though it's supposed to be nighttime. Yeah, it's uh, it's clearly <laughs> filmed during the day. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm not going crazy then. Maybe at but like dusk. Looks, 
know yeah. what I mean? But there's still like a spotlight somewhere that's trying to capture yeah. these guys doing their work, you know? It looks uh it looks kind of trippy, but I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um and they're just on the island. They go to sleep just sort of in the trees, and he wakes up to Ursula Andress singing a song on the beach. Yep. Wearing uh, a bikini. What'd she sing? Coconuts? No. Oh, uh, something about something. Mangoes. Mangoes. Yeah, yeah. Mangoes, yes. And yeah, I no, like I like his approaches to just start singing. Yeah. And I, I like that she responds properly by being super freaked out. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing to do. But uh, which brings us to the best line in the whole film when she's like, uh, uh, what are you doing here? Looking for shells? And he's like, no, just looking. <laughs> ah, you you dog, James. Um, that scene's very famous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's probably the most. Even, But even she in like interviews has said, even though it is sort of like a sexualized uh, scene, right? But she said that that's the first time for she her. She doesn't get to wear pants in this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> but instance. in the book, it's, she's supposed to be nude. Yes. Yeah. Aside from the knife. Right. On like a hol- uh, holster. That right. was the word I was looking for. But she does say that that opened up uh, a bunch of doors for her and she was able to pick her own roles after that and she had a very successful career and she's very grateful for being in that scene. Yeah. And she didn't take it in a way of like it's yeah. too misogynistic or something like that. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I take that with the... Yeah. I think That's this a positive is thing out of it, I guess. Forever, if you're in film studies, this is the the screenshot they use for uh, the definition of the male gaze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure. One thing that is, um, oh God, I just had it. It's gone. All right. Is it here? <laughs> yes. Here's something. <laughs> One thing I was surprised about watching this movie, you know, through for the first time. Um, Ursula Andrus obviously is like the Bond girl from this one, this yeah. scene being so famous. This happens um, more than halfway through the movie. Yeah. And it's her entrance into the movie. Right. Uh, happens, the movie runs with credits about an hour 50, and this happens at an hour 02. Yep. So um, I was surprised that it was that far into the movie. Yep. Really only like 45 minutes from the end. end. Right, well, right, I mean, right. And credits aren't that long because yeah. they weren't back then, but right. still. Um, but, but anyway, yeah. Structurally, I was surprised. And then you're just on Crab Island for the rest of the movie. You're right. And her scene is also a very funny scene uh, when he's like, well, so uh, what's your name? Uh, honey. Honey. Uh, I forgot what honey he says. Rider. Yeah. yeah. I forgot what he says after that, but then she says Ryder and he, and he starts laughing and he, she says, what's yeah. so funny? She goes, it's a very beautiful name. Yeah, <laughs> just very, very pretty name. I think that... The, but that's where you get like a lot of vagina from and yeah, yeah, uh-huh. octopusy, you know what I mean? So, yeah, pussy uh, galore so, soon. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's so funny. Uh, the Heather Graham one's Dixie Normus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just thinking of Austin Powers again. It's so it's so classic. I think some, in some ways Austin Powers is better than the Bond films. But in some ways it isn't, but some ways the, the comedic genius of that is just too good. I would say, so having, well, you know, let's talk about Austin Powers. So you're on Crab Island for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, I like that she's so protective of her shells. Yeah. But then when Quarrel's like, hey, they're like, there's a boat right there. They're yeah. coming. Uh, Bond is like, run with me. And yeah, yeah. he immediately grabs her shells. Yeah. He takes the shells right out of her head. Yeah. Really. You can't, you got, leave them behind. Yeah. We'll get you, we'll get you some new ones. Yep. Yeah. So they do a lot of hiding. They do a lot of walking around the jungle for the yeah. sequence. But I love when I love the boat. They're like, hey, stick your head out or we'll shoot. Then they yeah. just sort of like shoot the the beach up and then they just drive away. Yeah. As Bond says, he's like, they they don't actually know we're here. <laughs> they're just gonna shoot for a bit. It'll be over soon. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And they announce what they're gonna do next. Oh, we're gonna come back with the dogs. 
Yeah. We'll find you then. Yep. You have no time to prepare for this. Yeah, Hide they, in the water, quick. Hide underwater. They're doing the like bamboo shoot to yeah. breathe, like a snorkel. Which I feel like is a, a Looney Tunes episode somewhere yep. I've seen. Yeah. 100%. Bugs Bunny hiding from Elmer Fudd. It's very cartoony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're wandering around the woods. In the, not the woods. They're running around, wandering around the jungle for a while. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of bonding between. Yep. I think Ursula Andress is actually good in this movie. Yeah, um, she's a great actress. She's just not talking. Right. Her accent is. Uh, they deemed it too bad that they had a, uh, whatever her name is, Nikki Nicker Nikki Vanderson's style. Yeah, overdubs her scenes, which is actually it, it, you can tell it it's overdubbed, yeah. but it looks good. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it works. Yeah, it plays, and then they go to it's it's a it's day for night night again. Yeah. And um, they find the dragon finally. But the reason why then everybody, the locals are afraid of the island is because there's allegedly a dragon on it. And the dragon is just a tank that shoots fire. Yeah, it's sort of garishly painted. Yeah. And again, it's a pretty low budget movie. You yeah. never really get a good look at it. Nope. Doesn't look that scary. Right. Butch leads to the And most- you don't see it again because I think in the book he escapes using the dragon tank. Gotcha. Um, which would have been epic. And yeah. like, definitely it's set up for that. Right. But it's not what happens in this. But as they're running around on the island, they're hiding. And that's, this is the most absurd scene of the whole movie where Bond's like, you shoot. Here we have these two pistols and we're going to shoot this tank. Yeah, he and gets it, squirrel killed. Stupid. And I, it, there's one scene when he runs to the bush, it's him and Quarrel, right? Yeah. He Bond actually shoots the gun and you see the, the hammer hit the, hit the, the tr- you see the hammer fall down right but the gun makes no sound yeah. and you even see the little puff of smoke come out the front yeah and then quarrel does like this weird thing where he falls backwards and then runs to the other bush up front and bond kind of looks at him like what are you doing and i yeah. i feel like that that was a mistake yeah there's something they just kept it there. in there yeah it's a weird scene because yeah. yeah they're just shooting pistols at this extremely at armored tank. tank which just rolls right up to quarrel and fucking yeah. barbecues him in a second which and you're like, oh fuck, that was uh, that's a guy who's in multiple books too. Yeah, this is also where he dies in the book series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's introduced way earlier. But he has so much time before the tank comes to him shooting fire at him. It reminds me of that scene in Austin Powers where the guy with the steamroller <laughs> <laughs> just get like, out no! of the way, <laughs> just move. That's that's the exact same scene. Yes. You you see yeah. the tank coming at you, man. Just why are you standing in that stupid Mike, bush? Mike McDonald's. It's on the McDonald's. He's on. He was on uh, Mad TV. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. Stop. <laughs> you have like forty five seconds. Just move. We're going in a straight line. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I was. I started dying laughing. I was. I'm like, this is the dumbest. This was the worst scene of the whole film. Too bad, man. Yeah. Quarrel was being brave. He yeah, didn't even want to be there. He gets yeah. roasted. And I was like, wait, is he dead? Because then they're just like, hey, come out now. Yeah. And, and Bond's like, well, I guess we'll just get ourselves <laughs> over now. And yeah. it's like, oh, small consolation to Quarrel. Yeah. It's like, well, it did, nothing really changed. You <laughs> right. could have just been like, yeah, we're here. Right. They wouldn't have killed your buddy. Right. It was help, really helpful. Yeah. Anyway. That, that was so funny. He gets captured. They bring him in. And I love this whole sequence. Well, okay. So the part that happens first, they go through like the decam- decontamination yeah. thing. And you're starting to see the production design. And it does look awesome, yeah. I think. But then I love this. And I wonder if this is established in movies before that. I'm, I'm no film historian. But I love how it's like establishing the whole 
we already mentioned Dr. Evil, but you basically have a really high fan, uh, high class, fancy hotel rooms to put your prisoners yeah, in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which feels like such a trope. Yeah. It's like, have some coffee and yeah. room service, and, Mr. And Bond. the idea that the main villain is sort of this evil genius that lives in this very secret, elaborate lair that's decked it's out like to 200-ish the- two hundred-ish employees. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's really like, that's set, this, I think this movie is the first one to probably do that, yeah. He obviously has a separate like resource, uh, research and operations staff yeah. and like also a hospitality staff. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, sure, I don't know why you yeah, have this we, super nice hotel. We made you break fast. Yeah. Weird. Um, they're getting ready for dinner, but obviously first they have a little breakfast. They drink the coffee. The coffee's drugged. Yep. They just go to sleep and then yeah. they're woken up to go to dinner and that's... But Dr. No creepily walks in and sort of like... Yes, he just wanted to check them out. <laughs> he lifts the sheet off of them. It was like, mm, okay. <laughs> that was it. That's it. That's that's all they he wanted to knock him out for because it's not like they wake up and they're tied up or right. chained. No, yeah, they're they're just in bed and someone yeah. comes in and goes, "All right, time for dinner." Yeah, like, oh, which okay. is very weird because whatever. When you go back to Dent and Doctor no, Doctor No is chastising him for not killing James Bond, yet Doctor No has like eighteen chances to kill James Bond, takes none of them. Now you sound like Scott Evil. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it is. It doesn't make any sense. Scotty, don't. Well, he gets to a point where he wants to... Well, at dinner, he explains that, oh, I thought maybe you were more formidable. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. I thought you I could think, be someone who would... I thought you were smarter than this. Yeah, yeah you're just a dumb cop, yeah. it turns out. Yep. Which, like, a little bit, I, you know... And then Sean Connery says, I'm a cop, you idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned Spectre. Yeah. Which is, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, Spectre. I've heard of that. The special executive... He's, got, he's just got weird hands. I think he has, like, metal pincers in the book. Yeah. Um, His hands get burned off because of all the radiation. Yeah. Yeah. But in this movie, he's just got kind of weird hands yeah. that are very strong, uh, which would, you would think it's like, no, you want your arm to be strong for yeah. punching, but no, it's just his hands. Just his hands, yeah. They're very hard and strong. Yeah. And like if he accidentally is thrown into glass and his hand flies back, it'll break the glass. Yeah. That happens in the brief fight scene later. Um, but yeah, he explains his evil plan over right. dinner because this is how these things have to be done. It's right. civilized. Yeah. But um, Spectre. And also, this all this stuff rocks. Everything here, everything, I, I love all this bits. All these bits are good. It, uh, just the interaction between the two of them, yeah. It sets up um, every evil genius Bond, Bond, not just Bond, but every villain. They always explain how they're going to kill yeah. the protagonist. Uh, this is like... Maybe the first time it's really happened in this sort of way, but I feel like we we have to tell the the listeners what Spectre means. It's the special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion. <laughs> and then they rip off uh, the man from Uncle, who's directly ripped off from that. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I like the and then the line where Bond's like, "Oh, if I joined, I'd have to be in revenge, and yeah. I have to start with the guy who killed Quarrel." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Strangways. And he's like, mm, I thought you were going to be smart, but you're dumb. Yep. And he also says, uh, soften him up. I'm not done with him yet as he leaves. Right. Another line I like, Bond also says, uh, while he's at the, the table, that um, he's trying to, rec- he's sort of like playing into Dr. No's hands, but he's trying to recruit him to the good side. And he said, Oh, we could use a scientist of your caliber, which I started laughing immediately because that's Austin Powers when he talks to the Fembots. He's like, oh, I like women of high caliber. Yeah. They have got guns in their boobies. Yes. And uh, it was also the kind of thing that 
Mike Myers does all the time is Austin Powers, where if it ends on a joke or entendre, he like pauses and kind of winks yeah, and says the, it. Yeah, yeah, right. And I feel like that was, like, <laughs> was some of your caliber. Was right, that the yeah. same this the same rhythm pretty yeah. much? Um I have, yeah, we already talked about this part, but he's he's put in a cell because of course you can't just kill him. Yeah, you can't just kill him. Yeah. He, he crawls through the tubes. I, I do like that sequence goes on for a while and there's no dialogue and there's no score. Yeah. Just the sound of Sean Connery climbing through tubes. Yeah. It, well, uh, yeah, to, no, to your point, it's very 60s action. Yeah, early, early action. He pops out back in the decontamination room. He waits for a person in a hazmat suit to yeah. walk by. He, you know, knocks him out and takes the hazmat suit. Yep. Goes into the place where there's a big countdown. There's also a lot of dials and levers yep. and a pool that you guess is full of radioactive, really hot water. Yep. Or something. This might be explained and I just missed it. No, it's a, it's a nuclear reactor. Right. Like yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. It's just the water in a reactor. Right. right. Okay. That's what I figured, but I was like, I don't know. In my mind, I'm still going. Did they say there were sharks with like laser beams on yeah, their yeah, freaking heads yeah. on in there or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah. Okay. It is just what it looks like. Never mind. But anyway, yeah. So all that's good. And that, that set looks awesome. I love how spread out everything is for yeah, no reason. It's so awesome. Yeah. The signs that say like, yeah. Basically say like yeah. evil plan headquarters, <laughs> yeah, right, more right. or less. Like uh, missile yeah, problem. Mi- missile zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the idea Contamination. Is they're, Beware. They're, they're powering up their laser beam, but... Radio beam. Right, no, sorry. No lasers yet. Laser. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're radio beam. Which I don't understand. I think that's... Isn't that too far for a radio beam from Jamaica to hit Cape Canaveral? I don't know. Radio waves travel. Not that far, though? They travel all over the world. That's, so that's why they're used during wartime. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Good point. So one president that's said- a really he, powerful yeah. laser. Uh, WBZ Boston, apparently you can hear at the White House oh, if really? it's a particularly clear morning. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. according to some certain presidents. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and I guess you're not that far from Cape Canaveral in Jamaica. So, so Yeah. What happens next is James is sort of just standing around and then yeah. eventually gets yelled at, hey, yeah. go over there. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And it turns out that's the perfect place for him to go. <laughs> right. right. Um, go to the lever that says don't pull. And he starts pulling it. Yep. He's, he's turning the dial yep. and there's a big arrow in the middle of a gauge that says like, this is the perfect zone. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. he's just turning it until it goes way past that yep. perfect zone. He's overheating the reactor, yeah. Basically, he's going to blow up the uh, the island. Um People notice too late. So yeah. One guy tries to push him away. He just pushes the guy away. Yeah. Then they fight a little bit. He like does that like weird 60s flip over the railing. Right. Yeah. The all the alarms start going off, so it's chaos. People start running, but Dr. No runs over because he's like, fuck that guy in particular. Yep. I'll make him die before I leave. Yep. And they have a very, very short final battle where Dr. No ends up in the water because he can't climb with his weird hands. Right. Back up the structure yeah. that was dipping the thing into the water. And he so. basically boils to death. Yeah, poor guy. He did he didn't give himself opposable thumbs. Right. Rookie move. So yeah. Then it's blown up. There's a cool like it's really chaotic. He's trying to run out of there. Yep. Connery looks great with that ripped shirt. Yeah. He's looking for honey. He's got that like the ripped shirt with like this really weird blood sort of cutout stain, yes, but there's no cut does. underneath it. No. So where'd the blood come from? Yeah, it's someone else's. Yeah. Um, 
he finds honey on a ramp that would have slowly <laughs> filled with water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a nod to, in the book, Dr. No puts her on, he like ties her to a, to a rock or a beach or something where a bunch of crabs are going to eat her. And yeah. he wants to know like, oh, how long can she last getting eaten by crabs slowly? Yeah. Um, but this is sort of a nod to that because she's chained, she's shackled to a, uh, like a boat ramp, yeah. <laughs> basically. Uh, he, that doesn't seem to be locked. He just sort of flips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever the, the thing is, and yeah, the little gadget. Yeah, they run away. I, I like it's. It's kind of like Dunkirk for a moment, where you see people just sort of jumping into <laughs> yeah, the water. Yeah, right, right, right. Everyone's lined up on the dock. Even the just boat, jumping in. the boat was the same. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, they go onto a boat, kick off the people on the boat, and they boat away. They run out of gas, and she's like, "What do we do now?" And he's like, "I know what we'll do now." And you're like, "Oh, James." So his plan is just to have sex until help yep. arrives. Yep. Then help come, arrives. Come the Marines. Yeah. In the form of Felix and the Americans, uh, and then he he declines the help, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he, he takes the t- the tow rope and throws it back. Yeah, that's yeah. a good move. Yeah, that's yeah. classic James we Bond. It. We yeah. get, it's classic Jim, Jim B. Um, movie fucking rocks. It's one of the best James Bond films. It's very say. simple and right to the point. Uh, the minus, I- the, minus the tank scene. The island and the blowing up and all that and yep. the alarms going off very much the end of No Time to Die. Yep. Also. Yep. Skyfall. Uh, when the house blows up. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, they Gold, blow up Romy Malik's island. So. Goldeneye. When the, the telescope blows up. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking specific to islands. Yeah. No, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. There's a lot of, I guess, just action movies. <laughs> they they movies. all end when they blow up. Yeah, I there's think, a, the, whatever the hero's fighting in is going to blow up at the end. World is not enough. That blow something blows up at the end of that one. That's with um, the world wasn't enough. Terry something is the main Bond girl. She's Dog. she no no she's in the real uh, Desperate Housewives the TV oh, show. Oh oh uh, Hatcher. Yeah, Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Yep. What's the Michelle Yeoh Brosnan one? It's the second one, I think. It's not Goldeneye, I don't think. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, that might be. Is that Tomorrow Never Dies? You might. I think it yeah. is. Yeah. What's the one that is Denise Richards when she's named Christmas? Uh, I don't know. I have to look it up. Denise Richards' world is not enough. Terry Hatcher is um. Die another day. Die another day. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so one are the other Connery movies as good or in the same ballpark as this? And then importantly, do they look as good as this? Because I thought this movie looked incredible. Yeah, uh, Goldfinger is a great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunderball is a great film. Goldfinger is that the Blofeld one? Yeah. And okay. he, Blofeld is a recurring Bond villain. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's the one with oh god, well, I can't remember the name. Who the guy who plays Loomis in Halloween? Uh, yeah. In, mold, in many Halloweens. Oh, so Gold, Goldfinger is the second uh, Bond film. Oh, okay. Gert, Gert uh, Froby? Gert Frobe? Frobe? Uh, he's, uh, he's Goldfinger. Okay, then I'm thinking of a different loom. Uh, this has been so many Blofelds, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking of Donald Pleasance. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Donald Pleasance is It might in, be um, much later. He's in um, A View to a Kill. Okay. Yes, and then he's Loomis in the Halloween movies. Yeah. A lot of them, not all now, but freaking a lot of them. And Goldfinger is the film that introduces Odd Job, also known as Random Task. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I'll be watching. That that's for our generation. That's like the greatest random time. watching uh, this film, Doctor No, and like seeing how it sets up the just the um, watching Austin Powers and seeing all the similarities. It just I I love that was my favorite part about rewatching this film. Yeah, and like actually understanding it at, as a thirty seven year old. You know, I was thinking a lot. Okay, I guess this is happening this month because it makes sense. This is unusual, but. This is the second movie that I haven't seen before Um, and watching The Exorcist, having already seen way earlier in life, all of the scary movies, every parody that has come out of The Exorcist, of which there are, you know, hundreds. Right, right, right. Um, And then it's it's weird to see the actual source. Yeah. Um, And Robbie was talking a lot about that on that episode, too, where it's just like, yeah, scary movie, too, just does this beat for beat. So it made it kind of hard to watch this. Right. And it's like, yeah, it totally makes sense that it makes that harder. Um, Scary Movie 2 is a a great film. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best one. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Take my good hand. Yeah. Good cast. No, but yeah, to to your point, I I hear you. I was going to have it on my my list to talk about the broccolis, but I don't want to. Yeah. It's whatever. They produce it. Yeah. Copy broccoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Barbara now, I think. Yeah, she's like um, what, the granddaughter or something like that. Yeah. Or the daughter. It was uh, Broccoli and Saltzman produced it for the first bunch, and then I think it's just been the Broccolis yeah. with whatever you know other studio they're working with yeah. for the rest of that time. I think um, Are they all MGM? Uh, I believe so. Let me see if I can see a production logo on the, on the Blu-rays, but I can't see from here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's MGM. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have the 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 Daniel Craig five movie set on 4K over on the chair over there. Um, um let's yeah. let's talk about bonds and such. Is but th- that- this this movie has no no real cue. I mean, we see him in the no. beginning gives him the Walter PPK yeah. which is like which reminded me of uh just playing Goldeneye for about 14 hours a day yeah, as an 11-year-old, sure. you know. Yeah, no, there's no not a cue in this one at all. That yeah. has to this one gets so successful, and I'm sure the yeah. next one has a bigger budget. Yeah, <laughs> and well, they can afford a cue. Who what, has what did this make? Like three hundred million dollars on a? No, it can't, it can't be that much on a one million dollar cost. Uh, I can I can tell you, it grossed. So yeah, budget one point one million USD. That's insane. Sixty million. That looks good. That's a great return, right? If you're talking about ratios, I mean, right. Um, this is good stuff. So yeah, what was I gonna say? Uh, so yeah, the Connery's your favorite Bond. Yeah. Do you have Could, a general ranking? Yeah, I think I think it was uh, Bond, Craig, and I think. Pierce Brosnan. Connery Craig. You just said Bond, oh, yeah, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's so synonymous. Yeah. Obviously. Connery Craig. Yeah. Um, I actually really like Pierce Brosnan. I think those movies um, are p- pretty good. I don't think he gets enough credit. I think I rewatched Goldeneye relatively recently. And I was like, yeah. this, this is really good. <laughs> uh, I love A View to a Kill because Christopher Walken is the is a bad guy in it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think Roger Moore is the worst one. And I I love Timothy Dalton because I really like um, the the Living Daylights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lazenby was on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, and that was it. Yep. Get out. <laughs> uh, I I forgot why he's only in one though. I think because he wasn't like uh, good looking enough. Because he's kind of like a weird looking guy. He's got like these big ears and uh, odd shaped head. Yeah. 
a uh, I don't know what he looks like enough, but I did look it up before because I was talking about it with my mom. She's like, I do not remember what that dude looked like at all. Yeah, and I showed her pictures. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's not super striking. But uh, Roger Lazenby is sort of like a grittier James Bond. That that one is George like Lazenby. George. I mean, um, Timothy yeah. Dalton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like a, a grittier James Bond. Yeah. He would fit in today's what we think of James Bond because of Craig basically reinvented the role. So I think they sort I of bounce, like, you know, it swings yeah. pendulum style he was from too ahead of his time for yeah. 1987. Great actor too. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I said they would, they could have figured it out. You'd think, but yeah, it seems to go from like a little goofier or sillier to really serious, or at least that sequence was with Dalton Moore and, or more Dalton Brosnan yeah. and Craig. Yep. So. Um, and, uh, Donald Pleasance is in, you only live twice. Okay, cool. Yeah. But cool, cool, cool. But what would you rank? Um, well, someone where he fakes his death, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, but there, there is some, there's some cool, like, no, the, I mean the PPK thing. That's, I think that was a cool yep. scene. Yep. Yep. And this film's also, you think of Bond, they always have these fantastic Aston Martins or Austin Healy's or these classic British cars. One, yeah. I remember when they threw the BMW in, I uh, forget which one it was, but oh, yeah. it was like outrage. Like Bond does not drive a BMW. That's This is atrocious. Yes. He only drives British cars. Yeah. But in this one, he's driving um, a Sunbeam and a Sunbeam Alpine specifically. Huh. That's why he can't he can't outrun the hearse yeah. because the, the Alpine Sunbeam is made by this like obscure British automobile company it only has 80 horsepower and a 1.6 liter engine so cannot run the hearse yeah he's late everywhere that whole day it yeah makes sense and it's the only sports car on the island of jamaica it's like one of or like one of three at a time mm. so they borrowed it from the person to to film the scene oh, that's funny yeah um and it's also the car used by uh maxwell smart in the series get smart oh cool and it's a direct homage to james bond so i like doing podcasts with you you look up stuff yeah. or just know stuff it makes my job a lot easier. Yeah, no problem. That. You're welcome. Um, so I think wh- when I started doing this month, and it, it's kind of kind of out of order, and the connected tissue is bad because the sort of monthly question that I was noodling on, which is still in the Roger Rabbit episode, I edited it down a lot because it just kind of got all over the place. But yeah, it was sort of like, oh, let's talk about you know the influence this has had, how movie making has changed since this came out, just to try and keep it on the anniversary theme. But I've been realizing like we we that's sort of been threaded through everything. We yeah. already talked about a lot of the influences. Yeah. Um, so instead the question that I would rather ask, which I did ask in the exorcist episode was, um, what was it? I think it was like, what's just cause I like talking about movies more than talking about something that's people aren't necessarily going to engage with a movie that you watched cause of this podcast. Was there any, have you ever been the person who hasn't watched something on something here? Uh, like after I listened to a podcast, I'm like, I should watch this movie. Either that or an episode you were on. Yeah. Cause yeah, cause there's been times that you were the one who hadn't watched. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, I've never, I didn't sure. see inside Lewin Davis. Right. And I watched that because of this podcast. Clueless was one. Uh, Clueless. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Mo- I, I never watched Moneyball. Uh, that was the first one I did. I didn't watch Moneyball. Love Moneyball. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. What's, what's been like maybe your favorite movie, not in the, even just from something that you feel like maybe you'll revisit or you're just happy you've seen because of this book. Yeah. Uh, clueless. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I think inside Lewin Davis was a terrible movie. <laughs> I remember you <laughs> I, thinking I expressed that. that. I think you still gave it like three. Yeah. Shows, yeah. Three and a half maybe. Uh, and Moneyball, uh, I just think that it gets overrated cause we we're living that right now. 
Yeah, but uh, I, I think it took it, it went too far, so right? So to see, I just like, like Sorkin's writing. No, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though it's like conservative propaganda, not yeah. conservative. Sorry, moderate propaganda. Yeah, but taking the money ball in a literal sense, having to watch Scott Hatterberg play is just a. I don't want to relive those memories. Yeah, but hey, Bill James. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right? No, right for sure. And uh, unfortunately, John Henry's trying to moneyball Liverpool yeah. now, despite it being the biggest club in England. Yeah. I know that's not technically true in most <laughs> metrics now, but hey, biggest club in most yeah. successful club in English football history. But anniversary wise, yeah, seeing Clueless, that was a good, that was, and not really seeing it as a, at the time it came out, but having to watch it now, it was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, I mean, there's been a ton of stuff. So this week, Top of mind for me is this movie. Yeah. I hadn't oh, seen nice. before. And uh I loved it. Yeah. This is something like I thought it looked incredible. So normally um if I'm glad I, I gave you that suggestion. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> um it's only taken me 60 years. Uh normally with streaming, it's it like it said it's 4K, but the movie's 60-ish years old. Right. And it's over streaming. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it's it's probably gonna look like not. But it looks awesome on yeah. um, on Apple TV, at least, if you rent it and have an OLED TV and um, run an Ethernet cable to it so it doesn't have to do it over Wi-Fi. It looks really good. Makes yeah. me makes me want to go get a 4K of it because I think it probably looks fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. I love the style, love the colors, the love colors all the sets. Awesome. Yeah. The colors are so good. Yeah. And people actually had to like, I know it's a recurring theme, maybe on some of the podcasts that I've done, but uh, such a great tremendous amount of respect for the people that actually build these sets that's not all cg or green screened right for a million dollars we've been talking a lot yeah. about that especially like, but we talked in the roger rabbit episode where it's like yeah i mean they made it so much harder for themselves because they wouldn't compensate and right. try and use like because that's 88 that's after poltergeist yeah yeah and there's right, right, right. you know digital compositing effects with the stuff flying around the room and poltergeist yeah and roger rabbit looks so much better right um doing harder stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. Because it's totally. the, the animated stuff interacting with people. Right. I mean, and obviously, too, in Dr. No, they're not driving a car. Like, it's obviously a fake background, right? That It's just moving behind them and yeah, it's still, right? It's but, fine. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's fine, though, right? It's what's There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's fine. Yeah. You, you, just, you just get on its wavelength. Exactly. And um, like I said, it, it just, it doesn't rush at all. Yeah. Which is so atypical for the way action movies are shot and edited now. Um, there's some weird, and maybe this is just the print that Apple has available for rent, but there's, especially, I noticed a couple times throughout the movie, but especially in the scene where I, they say her name like once, but the secretary for Strangways that gets killed in like the radio room. Yeah. Um, in that scene, there's some really weird editing, kind of like jumps. Yeah. Um, where it seems like there's half a second missing, like someone goes from sitting to standing too quickly, stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really happen throughout the movie. Yeah. But it was just a thing I noticed and, uh, felt like it was worth saying at the time. Yeah. You know, you're <laughs> right. There is some continuity issues too. Cause when, when, uh, Bond grabs the driver of the car, he grabs him with his left hand and goes to punch him with uh, his right. But the, in the very next scene, he has him in his right hand and he hits him with the left hook because the scene shot from behind the car. When uh, he grabs yeah. him out of the car and the, he's, the scenes in front of the car and then he punches him from behind the car. And they, I think they just forgot to. Do it right. <laughs> do, it, do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's funny. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. And then the other one I said with the gun being shot and no sound coming out. Yeah. So you said it had been a while since you'd watched this. Yeah. How long do you think? Easily twenty years. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh. 
I just like to, every to time, hold up to your memory of it. Yeah, I, I remember uh, like just I remember the lair and Doctor No in the the dinner exchange. Yeah, Doctor No is only in the movie for about six minutes. Maybe, yeah, but. no, right, right, right. But I remember um, just just the whole scene in. Um, I remember, I really remember him coming to Jamaica, and the interactions obviously with uh, Angela I and mean, Ursula Andress. Yeah. Um, all those scenes I remember because TNT used to have like these Bond marathons where they just show every Bond movie every weekend. Mm -hmm. So I would just sit and watch a bunch of them. That's how I remember uh, a lot of these scenes and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, one thing I forgot to mention also in this movie, when he's in Dr. No's lair, it's when the, when they're walking up the stairs and he sort of pauses and he looks at the, the portrait of the Duke of Wellington. Yeah. So that, that's a famous picture painted by uh, Goya. Okay. That it was stolen in 1961. <laughs> so they wrote the script as saying like Dr. No stole the painting and like Bond takes a look. He's like, oh, here it is. But they, they eventually recover it in uh, 1965. So it's, oh, okay. it's been found. But that was like a running That's joke funny. at the time. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do ratings yet, which is fine. We'll do them now. Every week, we'll take these ratings that we give here and I'll put them on our letterbox. Link to the movie on letterbox. You can find it. I've just made a link tree for this show and I'm realizing now, forgot to put the letterbox on it. So I'll <laughs> add that. Um, that it links to... The link to the link trees on Instagram is just link tr.ee slash late to the movies. It's actually spelled out this time. No numbers. On a scale of 0.5 to 5, on any scale of your choosing besides stars, what would you give Dr. No? Yeah, there's so many. I think you could pick out of this one, but uh, I'm going to give this movie five out of five seashells by the seashore. Fantastic. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, four and a half out of five uh, of Alter Preview Case. Nice. There, there it is. There yeah, nice, nice. There you go. We, you give it four and a half out of five sharks with the freaking lasers on them. <laughs> <laughs> Shark with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. Uh, so funny. Um. Yeah, so I was thinking like, oh, I should watch the rest of the Connery Bonds now because I, like yeah, no, no, yeah, I yeah. enjoy this one so much. But after this conversation, I'm thinking I should probably just go rewatch Austin just Powers. Austin Powers, you get, it, you get a little bit of everyone. I think I rewatched them all last year, maybe sometime in the last two years. And the first one was better and smarter than I remembered. The second one was worse and dumber than I remembered. Yeah. And the third one was pretty much in the middle. Yeah, the first one's the best one. By a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised by how big the gap was. Yeah, right, right, First right. one is the best one by a lot. Yeah. But I think Goldmember is still fun. It's Yeah, yeah, right. But it's nowhere near. Like, the first one's actually, like, legitimately smart and has some stuff to do about yeah. him being so lonely and out of time. Right. Um, and that's just not... And then the other two have time travel. They just take that whole dimension away. Yeah, right, 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 right. Well, two, two is pretty good, too. Whatever, Jay yeah. Roach. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, I think he directed those. And then Bombshell, that Fox News movie with all the blonde ladies. Oh, yeah, right. Yep, that's his resume. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the same guy. So I am going to simplify things, hopefully going forward, by being able to say, just go to our linked tree. Um, the easiest way to get there, actually, is just late to the movies underscore podcast. That's the number two. On Instagram, there's a link to the link tree, which is linktr.ee slash late to the movies, all spelled out with letters. And that goes to all our other stuff, um, you know, we don't have a Patreon or anything. So if you wanted to give us money, instead donate to, uh, WGA and SAG funds for their strike. Uh, there's a bunch of people, a bunch of other unions and in different industries going on strike now yep. too. So, you know, 
maybe it'll come to you, come back to you in some way at some point. So yeah, donate to people who are striking right now. Fuck, fuck the bosses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally. As always, that's how we're going to end. Uh, unfortunately, fortunately on that link tree, just cause I still have to mention it. Um, you can see one of the first things is podcast players. If you click that drop down, scroll a little bit. That's how you get to pod beans. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, Anthony, thanks for being here. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Um, uh, you know, I, I had to, when we did all the cleaning, I had to throw my, uh, my slide whistle. Oh, nice. Yeah. You which I have played multiple bond songs on before on this podcast. Right. It's gone. Maybe I'll clip in from the last time people didn't know what I was playing when I was obviously playing the bond theme. Yep. Uh, and that's it. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Never say never again. <laughs> nice.